Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I am the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Tuesday, you know what that means. We got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way, and I'll tell you what, Griffo, uh, never a dull moment here in the world of Rugby League. I'm happy to have you on board today to talk all things Rugby League. We've got NRL, uh, we've got Origin teams to talk about. Unfortunately, Shane's a bit under the weather, he won't be able to join us tonight, but um, I'll, I'll tell you what, there's, um, as I said, there's never a dull moment, and um, look, I think we've got... Many, um, I, I don't want to say contentious things to talk about, but I think there's a lot of topical things going on in the world of rugby league. This is the game that just keeps on giving. <laughs> to, to, to people like us who put a podcast out, to guys like Fox who want uh, content for their subscribers, um, to Nine who want you know money coming in for advertising, it is... The game that just keeps on giving. I, I, I just imagine, like, I think the the missed opportunity has to be, um, you know, the NRL reality TV show. <clears throat> you know you know how you have all these reality TV shows these days and these behind-the-scenes things. I, I reckon you could have a drama. What I'm basically saying is there's enough drama in this sport without even having to play any games. There's so much happening. We've got um, origin teams where, you know, we've dissected the form and discuss the possibilities to death. And now we've got the teams and we're at a point where, you know, we're just going to run with it. Um, we've got the NRL competition happening in and around all this and implications too that, that Origin might have. And we also had some um, some footy on the weekend. And uh, this past weekend didn't disappoint. And I'm sure there were many things that, that people saw as highlights, but as always, the biggest highlight of the week is the chameleon with Griffo's grab. So I might go over to you, mate, and see what grabbed your eye this week. Well, I, uh, I've just been grabbed by the fact that the biggest highlight of the week is this moment. Um, uh, but <laughs> that sort of grabbed me. Um, I, I, I don't know whether it is, but uh, here we go. Um the moment uh, that caught my eye last week, I didn't see this live, but I saw it um, as I looked at uh, one of the KO minis. Um, and that was the match-winning try to the Brisbane Broncos against the uh, Newcastle Knights, which it was a, a great game. Um the Newcastle Knights stood up, and, and they're, they're a much better side uh, this year than they were in the last few years. Um, even the year they won, I think they made the semis a few years ago. They're, they're, mm. I reckon they're going better now. Um, and they really took it to the, to the Broncos, who have been the best team all year. <clears throat> they did lead. Um, they got a decent lead, but the Broncos sort of clawed back, and then it got down to... I think with three or four minutes left on the clock, 
I think it may have been Colby Hetherington that started uh, a move. The ball went, uh, I think, to uh, Adam Reynolds, who got it to Ezra Mann, who, Mam, who made a break. Um, and then it was uh, it, it sort of going back and forth between those two guys, uh, culminating in it looked like Mam was uh, going to score. Um, the, con- the defense of the Knights converged on him. He got a he got a flick pass away. One of the uh, uh, one of the great flick passes uh, brought back memories of, of Benji Marshall mm-hmm. in the grand final. Um, and Adam Reynolds uh, got the ball and went over untouched, uh, which ultimately um, won the game for the Brisbane Broncos. So. Um, Ezra Mam, it's not the first time he's, uh, he's, he's grabbed uh, my eye. Uh, he is a really talented number six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, I'm not sure when, but somewhere down the track, I think we'll see him wearing a maroon jersey. They've got pretty handy number six at the moment, Cameron <laughs> Munster, but uh, Ezra Mam's time will come in the representative arena. He's doing some really great things for the Broncos and... Uh, He's, he's part of a, of a team that's a serious premiership threat. So Ezra Mann, uh, with a, a bit of, fair bit of help from Adam Reynolds, that is uh, what caught my eye this week. Mm, yeah, I, I think you, you make a good point there because we've talked a lot about the Broncos this year. And, I mean, why shouldn't we? They're, they're second technically on the ladder as it is now on points difference. But what we've also got to remember too is um, they've got two buys up their sleeve. So they've actually won 11 games. 11 and 4 is their record. And, um, it, it was looking a bit dodgy for them for a second there. Uh, I actually thought late in the game, I thought, geez, the Knights, the Knights are going to get them here and absolutely ruin my tips royally. Um, but um, the, the Broncos, there's just something about their squad this year. And I think you hit it there when we talked about Ezra, Ezra Mam. When he came on the scene and he first started playing, I didn't know anything about him. I didn't really heard much about him. Um, and then he just sort of seemed to slot in and he was just... It was almost like he was a first grader from day one. He's, I, I think he's done really well in this in this squad, even though he's, you know, he's, he's come into the squad. He's been in a little bit of time now. But all of a sudden, I'm starting to look at the Broncos side. And a team that we weren't necessarily sure about at the start of the season, I'm sort of looking at this team that played on the weekend on paper and thinking... Geez, like they've got a really strong squad here and a really good balance with their squad. I, I like their forward pack. They've got the big boppers that are going to do the work through the middle and, you know, your Flegler, Haas and Carrigan. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, even players... When, when players are in form, other players around them seem to seem to lift as well. And, you know, that, that key spine through the middle of... You know, Walsh, who's in phenomenal form. Adam Reynolds, who, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about later when we um, have a look at some of the selections or non-selections for New South Wales. But even the way that, you know, I, I think Herbie Farnworth, he's another bloke who I've been really impressed with this year. So I, I he's think... A I'm a huge fan of Herbie. Going to he, the, the Dolphins next year. Massive signing. Massive signing. That's a huge signing for them. And I think also, too, like, he's one of those players that... Um, yeah, around this time of year, we may not talk about as much because we're talking about the origin players. And I think a lot of people who don't follow the game closely might go, oh, geez, who's that? And watch a Broncos game and then, 
you know, their mate that follows it closely says, oh, you know, he's uh, he's British. But um, he's, a, he's a genuine star. I think that he is going to really be, well, as you said, he's, he's, he's off to the Dolphins. But I think by the time this competition ends, he's, he's going to be one of those, those, um, those names on everyone's lips. And we could even be talking about him, you know, potentially as a premiership winner by the end of the year. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on the Broncos. I, I think you're right. When you talk about them as a premiership threat... Um, they're sort of one of a few teams at this stage that you actually feel could win the premiership. Um, now the top four at the moment is Penrith, Brisbane, Storm, South. Without going too far into it, would you sort of say, you know, they're sort of the four teams at the moment that you'd, that you'd keep an eye on and say that they're premiership contenders when you, you know, you've, you've mentioned the Broncos there, I know, but... Are they the four teams or the only four teams that you think at this stage, you know, you'd put in that category? At this stage, yeah. Um, mm. uh, other sides have got potential, but you need to be winning a number of games in September and one game in October. And I think... <laughs> yeah, um, true. And it's only I think, <laughs> Yeah, no, but like, it, I'm not saying it from that perspective, but... I, I do think each, certainly the Broncos, the Rabbitohs, and the Panthers have that capability of, of beating strong side, beating strong side, beating strong side. Um, the Storm, yes, uh, but I don't know if they can go back to back to back with those wins because uh, on any given day, yes, they can beat anyone, but whether they can do it over a, a period of three or four weeks, I'm not certain um mm. outside of that well at the start of the year i would have said the roosters um but i, I can't see it happening there's got to be a massive turnaround for that to happen um, and i don't think the other side's uh manly potentially but again whether they can go and do it three four weeks in a row that's that's the question and i i think the other teams up there just are not capable of doing that just yeah. to back to Ezra Mam for a moment, uh, a very interesting piece of info. I'd, I'd heard about Ezra Mam as being a, a very talented player. Um, sorry. A very talented player um, in the Q Cup mm -hmm. uh, in the year before he came into grade. Um But one other interesting thing was... Uh, it might have been an indigenous round. He was actually part of the entertainment out there dancing with an indigenous group um, at uh, at uh, Suncorp. Um, while and then the Broncos went on to play the game. So I'm, I'm thinking this is only like two or three years ago. Uh, so that's quite an interesting. I, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. too many too many people are the entertainment then uh pre-game or entertainment <laughs> tell you what, then... he's entertaining yeah. on the field now isn't yeah he? absolutely and he's yeah but the other thing to keep in mind 20 years old he's only he's, he's only a youngster so you know he's only just he's going to get better and better you know as, as as time goes on so definitely something for us to to keep an eye on there with um with Ezra Mam in great form. There were some other teams that were showing great form this past weekend. Uh, we saw wins on 
Thursday night starting off to the Titans, 28 points to 12 over the Tigers. Um, the Raiders went down to the Warriors. I think a lot of us had uh, the Raiders in our tipping comp last week. But the Warriors just keep seeming to find ways to win, and they've really snuck up the ladder now. They're in sixth spot. Uh, they've got a bye coming up this week. Uh, they're on 18 points. So to, to put it in perspective, they're on the same amount of points as uh, the likes of the Rabbitohs, Sharks, and Raiders. So uh, the Warriors fans, I think, will be really excited about what's going to come still this season. The Seagulls, um, they put on an absolute mozza when it comes to the uh, try-scoring variety. Uh, 10 tries on Friday night uh, to defeat the Dolphins 58-18. Another massive win for them there. They've been another team that's been sort of in and out of uh, of form, but when they're on, they seem to be on. Uh, The Dragons held on to beat the Rabbitohs. This was a bit of a a bizarre game in a sense that the Dragons with about, oh gosh, you know, not long to go. I think, you know, with with... 15 minutes to go, they were winning by about 22 points. It was really, um, you know, even less than that it might have been, you know. It might have even been with about 10 minutes to go. They, they were leading by, by about 22 points, and they only ended up winning by 6, 36 to 30. Uh, very interesting for the Rabbitohs, considering this was a team that uh, for a couple of weeks there were defending really well and keeping teams to low scores. They've considered quite a lot of points in the last couple of weeks. And also, too, something to keep in mind is that this was that period of time where the we look forward to the draw, and we, we were saying that the Rabbitohs had this, this good run coming up against some of the teams that we'd expect them to beat, and they've really struggled through that period. They're almost becoming the team that uh, loses to the teams that uh, below them on the ladder and beat the teams that are above them. So um, they'll, they'll be looking forward to the bye this week, especially with players missing through origin. Um as we said earlier, 24-20, the Broncos defeated the Knights. Uh, in Saturday's uh, 7.30 game, it was quite a spicy affair at Allianz Stadium. The Panthers, 30 points to 6 over the Roosters. Uh, the Storm, another team that we mentioned just briefly there, uh, 54-10 to over the Sharks. Massive win. Uh, they were looking for a big score hitting back after going down to the Cowboys the week before. And I think there's a... I'm not, not quite saying it, but I think the hand is resting above the panic button for the Sharks, given um, given some of their recent uh, form in the NRL. And then uh, yesterday, we'll talk about the performance from Mitch Moses, which many are saying has um, is what's clinched his origin spot. Uh, Parramatta Eels 34-12 over the Bulldogs. The Cowboys were the team with the bye. So just before we finish up on um, last week's games um i might just ask you just very quickly about well we'll, i'll ask you as a bit of a lead-in i want to ask you first of all we we know the teams have been announced we're going to talk about the origin teams in a moment but just before we we go into origin this is a bit of my segue here i suppose griffo um what did you think of the form of some of the contenders for origin selection on the weekend and how much of an impact do you think the performances on the weekend had um, you know, in saying that, do you think that the Blues were, you know, by the Blues I mean um, Brad Fittler, Brandy Alexander, do you think they were sitting there yesterday afternoon watching the game and, and um, you know, left their decision to, to Mitchell Moses' performance there? 
how much of an impact do you think these performances on the weekend from some of these players had? Uh, it's just an opinion here, Graham, but I, I think mm. they had a, a very strong idea of who they wanted in the team. Yeah, And I think the performances over the weekend uh, just made it easier for them to yeah, make solidified it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nico Hines, obviously um, probably the most controversial um, omission. Um, he didn't play well. He didn't have a, well, he didn't have a good game. Um, uh, he was, you would think, the incumbent when you're wearing the number 14. And then essentially, you know, I mean, his position is a halfback. Uh, the Sharks, the halfback from the team gets injured in uh, Nathan Cleary. So you would think that, that he's next man up. Um, <clears throat> i I got to say I agree with the decision to go for Moses. And I, I said that last week that he would be my choice. Um, Adam Reynolds, Nico Hines they would have been good choices as well. But I th- personally, I think Reynolds, uh, sorry, um, Moses is is the second best half in the competition, in my opinion. I think he's a much better player than when he was younger, where he was, certainly he had the flashy stuff, but he, you know, would go missing. He doesn't, I don't think he goes missing anymore. I think he's a high quality number seven. And uh, you know, I mean, he uh, he would have been man of the match yesterday. He just tore the dogs to shreds. Um, so that just would have made the selectors uh, would have made their job a lot easier. Um, likewise, uh, Tavita Panga Junior is is omitted mm. from the the last team, and uh, he didn't have the happiest of games yesterday. Um, Moses sort of did a number on him a few times. Um, when uh, Pangai was defending, so that made it easier for him to to lose his spot. Um, I've not seen too much of Reese Robson. I haven't really followed the Cowboys games too closely, but he's uh, apparently been in good form. Um, so he comes in. There's a lot of talk that he will start the game, and, and Cook will yeah. come off the bench. Um, I think that's probably not a bad way to go. Um, where you're just using Damian Cook as an absolute attacking weapon um, rather than have him... And he can do the job of defending. He's a great defender. But you just say, okay, we're not going to have you... um, You know, uh, we're not going to have you uh, knackered. (laughs) Making tackles. Yeah. So this is your job. Your job is to get us on the front foot, score, you know... Score points, because um, that was a, that was an issue in game one, the scoring of points. Um, so I think that can work well. Um, some some guys have, have retained their spots when uh, there, there were calls for from to, to be omitted. Uh, I guess you know it's partly a little bit surprised to see Jerome Luai there, um, but his form's been good. Um, he was he was New South Wales. One of their better players, um, according to the coaching staff from game one, and I thought he had a good game. Um, and he's been in very good form in the in the two games for Penrith since. So um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of talk that okay, 
Luai was there because because of that club combination, um, uh, and it's really up to him now um, to uh, to to show his class. Because um, if he doesn't, well, you know, there's a few other guys that, that can uh, they can use. I think Cody Walker probably his chances because he uh, had that injury probably nullified his opportunities to to uh, get selected. Uh, but you know, Walker's been in outstanding form. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, look, I think they've come up with a good side, um, and it's it's all blue now. There's no more talk about who did or didn't get picked, and uh, it's just a matter of getting behind the boys and uh, got go up and win. And that's a tough task. It's it's, uh, it's it's apparently never happened before where New South Wales have been down one nil, going to Brisbane, needing to save the series, and they've actually won that series. So um, that's a challenge. And it's good, and it's uh, it's something they can use to uh, to inspire them, I guess. And uh, yeah, um, we've we've got another show obviously before the game next week. Yeah. We'll spend more time in the actual game itself. But uh, you know, I'm I'm quite pleased with the selections. Yeah, and and probably the um the the thing to keep in mind is a lot of those selections have been um you know forced, I suppose, with your yeah, Appy Coruscant, um injury in the game on the weekend and then um you know nathan cleary being injured it's it's an interesting one because when we're talking about injuries as well there's no certainty that liam martin's going to play in this game um the early indication was that it was a category one uh concussion the the situation from my understanding is that the 11 day stand down um you know, obviously is in effect, but he'd have to have some sort of special permission, I suppose, and clearance to play. Um, People dispensation? Is, well, well, this is also to the the um, the, the similar situation that we had with... Um, Can we go on the phone to the Vatican? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think, uh, I think... I don't know if he Francis has... Francis has not been well lately. No, well, who knows? He might be... Uh, he might have a Category 1 concussion. Who knows? But hopefully he's uh, he's all right. And hopefully Liam Martin's all right because um, we know that we this isn't, it. I suppose, unprecedented because I understand this is a similar situation to what uh, Tom Trebojevic was facing um, recently. And basically, um, yeah, he, he needs clearance, uh, whether it be from the medical staff, from the Pope or whoever it is to play. Well, but, I'm, happy um, to give, I'm happy to give him clearance. <laughs> Yeah. Look, if we're um, if we're, we're able to do so, rugby league, uh, he's got carpool rugby league clearance. Chameleon says it's all good. He can grab um, my eye. So look, I mean, it's 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 almost feeling as though, from, and, and we can only go off reports and that, but it kind of feels as though the the way that a lot of the reports are reporting it, I think a lot of people are expecting him to um to play. So who knows? It's, that's going to be a um. That, that's going to be a watch this space because if Liam Martin's out, that's a massive loss for New South Wales because in that first game, he was... Oh, I'd actually say, I actually think he was their best. Um, I, I think he was, he was the best player for New South Wales. Yeah, I talked about last week the intensity he played with and how that's needed for Origin. Um, I noticed on the reserves list this time uh, coming in, uh, the 19th man is Keon Kalamatangi. I'd imagine if Liam Martin's out, Kalamatangi would... Um, no doubt would get the job um but yeah that'd be a massive massive loss the other new player i suppose we haven't talked about um 
too much coming into the side uh, at the expense, as we said, of Pengai Jr. is Big Stefano. Um, just interested on your thoughts with him being selected because there was a lot of talk um, given recent form, and I think we even brought him up on the podcast last week was uh, Spencer Lenu and you know, there, there yeah. were a lot of players that were in the mix here. Just want to get your thoughts on um, Stefano because he was actually in the... Um, he was in remember, the squad. Yeah, he was in the squad. He was in the squad for the first game. Yeah, yeah well, look, um, I have no doubts that Big Stefano is a very, very good player. Um, and he gets, he gets his opportunity. He, he's It's not the first time in Adelaide that he was in the squad. He's, he's been in the squad previously. Um, he's obviously a favourite of, of Freddie Fittler, who I think may have coached him at um, like junior, like under-20s New South Wales or something like that. They've got history there. Um, it was... I uh, tonight heard an interview with uh, Brandy Alexander talking about the fact Stefano's been in very good form, and there are other reasons that he wouldn't go into as to why Stefano was in the team. Now, that was interesting. I thought I don't know what those other reasons mm. are. Um, maybe promises were made to him at some stage. I don't know. Anyway, he's there. Um, and, I mean, uh, RCG's only had the one game back. Obviously, he was uh, very, very good for the Kangaroos last year. Um, I think he might have played one Origin game that got dumped last year. I don't. I think it's fair to say he's probably not a Freddie favourite. Um, but uh, I think had he been back for a couple more games, he might have been a better chance. Um, Spencer, uh, he's... Uh, he was spoken about as as being a big chance. Um, it would have been a chance for game one, but for a, a nasty uh, training injury. Um, and then he, we saw him on uh, on Saturday night um, with the eyes, uh, uh, with his uh, battle against J W H. Um, did you see that game, Graham? I did. I um I'll be honest with you. I saw I saw the majority of it. Yeah, there were times in and out, but yeah, um, it was a well, how do I describe it before? A spicy encounter. I think that's the way I yeah. um put it. Um, very interesting though to see two um you know charges out of this weekend across a lot of the games or lack thereof. There was some um. Some interesting insight there. I don't know what your thoughts were on the incidents, um, specifically well, in the Roosters game with Maria Hargraves. What I what I couldn't understand was how uh, Maria Hargraves did not get charged for an elbow to the head of Moses Leota, which resulted in a big gash. Um, you know, we saw Big Tino escape charge yep. for his forearm slash elbow breaking the jaw of Api. Now, accidents happen. The reality was that Big Tino, um, his arm was not out in front. He was he had his arms just cradling the ball. I could understand how he didn't get charged. I think he should not have played that game. He should have been charged previously from the Reed Marnie uh, incident a few <laughs> weeks ago where his elbow yeah. slash forearm was away from his body and he copped a fine. 
Um, but getting back to JWH, his forearm Anaconda. was not uh, against his body. His, the forearm was out, and uh, it collected Moses Liotta in the head, um, and he was off. Now, Liam Martin, there was no fault of JWH on that. Martin's head come into contact with his hip. Um, Warrior Hargreaves, look, the Roosters fans love him. Everyone else don't love him, uh, bordering on uh, hate for, for some. Um, but the reality was this guy who, he, you know, he seems to get away with a lot. The Roosters say, oh, he's targeted. You know, if other people did it, there'd be no story. Well, that elbow out hitting Liotta, I couldn't understand how the referees took no action. And I further couldn't understand how the match review committee just lets that go through. Um, I, I don't understand it. The next guy who cops, you know, another stray elbow, maybe ends up with a broken jaw or cheekbone. There'll be be questions that well, how is this guy allowed to get away with it? Um, I could go on for longer, but I think people have got the point that uh, I think uh, he got off lightly, and I think it's not the first time he's got off lightly. Um, I don't quite understand how Lenu got two charges. Um, Uriya Hargreaves, he, he was just stirring him up. Um, and uh, by that stage, the game was well and truly over. I think perhaps he needs to concentrate more on getting his team a victory than uh, than the nonsense that uh, that we saw the other night. Mm. The yeah, Roosters are in trouble. Uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a smokescreen, actually. You know, if, if he's if you've got that much energy, put it into the game and can get your team winning. Well, that's the funny thing, you know, people are talking about these, these isolated incidents, but the real story there at the Roosters is, you know, that they are struggling. We, we, we touched on that a bit earlier, and it is, um, yeah, they they need to find something if they're going to, you know, not only make the eighth or push for this premiership as they, um, you know, well, many of us thought they would, but, um, you know, one of the, one of the Roosters who will be um, playing... For the Blues is Tedesco. He's the captain at fullback. Um, the, the as we said, you know, the, the halves. There was a bit of talk last week. We talked about it. I mean, Trebojevic has uh, held on to his spot. The other interesting thing I want to point out, and just um, you know, we're going with this uh, second hooker on the bench. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either, like you said, if Reese Robson actually starts. Um, Many have actually said today in uh, discussing this that, you know, is this a bit of an admission that um, New South Wales got the balance of the team wrong in the in the first game in, in having Nico Hines? Because we, we even speculated that if there wasn't an injury, he wouldn't have come on. Is it, is it you know, what I don't know what your thoughts are there. But part of this question for me also too is, Griffo, if someone in the back line goes down for New South Wales... Is there an? I can't see an obvious person to come in and fill that gap. I feel like one of the second rowers is playing in the centres, and then there's a big shuffle at the back. That's another implication, I suppose, of this side that was announced today. Mm. 
again uh, um, this morning uh, I, you know I heard an interview with uh, Greg Alexander and, and that very point was brought up and he talked about the fact that you know they're taking a cal- calculated gamble on this mm. um, they believe that they've got the players to cover um, in the form mainly of, of Cam Murray if if uh, if a center were to get injured, if a winger gets injured, they can push uh, Turbo out to the wing and uh, and play Cam Murray in the centers. Um, obviously, if Teddy goes down, you've got Turbo or Latrell who are yeah. fullbacks. Um, I think the big problem would be if one of the halves go down. Um, yeah. That, uh, for example, if if uh, you know Mitch Moses were to be injured, um, I guess it's Luai to half, and and probably I guess Latrell. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. At five eight, so I mean there are contingency plans, but it's really going to be a problem. But it, you know you can it's only pick four bench players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you and know we got, if no one, got rolled no one in gets the middle. injured, there's no. I, th- I yeah. think this, t- and I think this team, to be honest, with you, I think this team has been picked um, to win the middle. I-, I think this is about meters and being down the right end of the field. And I think Mitch Moses, his long kicking game has, has a big part to play in this. I think that they'll be looking for him to 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 get us out of trouble if we need to get out of our own end, and also to the. The bench there. I mean, that's a that's a very strong bench that the New South Wales side have now. We know that Murray and Martin made a big impact when they came on last game, so they'll be looking for the same again. So, um, look, re- really, we're at the that's point now. That's if they actually the start on the bench. Here. I'd be yes. surprised if you know if that is the actual bench, but mm. that's what's named at the moment. Yep. So, um, look, we're at the point now where all we can really do is um, you know wait for the game next week and support the players that. Show up in blue. Part of me is a bit bit excited of the fact that we don't have to speculate on the teams anymore. We can just wait for the game now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> for our Queensland listeners, there are some changes to the Queensland side. Um, mostly forced. And I'd, I'd consider them key injuries. Uh, you've got Gilbert, Arrow, and Cobbo. Uh, they're all out of the side. But um, they've got some pretty handy players uh, coming in, they've got Xavier Coates coming in on the wing, um, Nanai coming in the back row, and also Mo Fodawaka coming in onto the bench. Um, Brimson and Horsburgh are the 18th and 19th men. Apart from that, the team is quite settled. And um, look, apart from the force changes, why would you change uh, considering the uh, performance that they showed in Origin 1? despite the fact that, you know, I actually think that New South Wales probably, you know, had that game won, but that's beside the point. The changes that they have made, um, for me, I think they're just, you know, they're the next players that were that were uh, were in line to come in. And um, look, it's, it's not as though they've, they've, they've got nobodies coming in. They've got some really quality players coming in there uh, to, to cover for those injuries. Yeah, absolutely. They're quality. Um, I heard it from some people saying they actually think the team is stronger because of those changes. I, I, I don't agree with it, but 
um, but they're, they're high quality. Um, so they, they really don't lose too much at all, if anything. I think uh, I think Cobble's a better player than Coates. Um, the uh, the forwards, though, they're, they're pretty much, uh, yeah, Mulford Awake has been in great form, replacing Arrow. And uh, Nene was, uh, well, he, he represented the Kangaroos. Uh, he, he was outstanding last year, quiet earlier on in the year, but apparently... In that game where they beat the Storm by a lot, he was a star. So, um, yeah, he's a danger, particularly with uh, with the ball. Um, I, I do think they'll target him in defence. Um, that's that's probably one of the weaker points of his game. But he's a very very good attacking player, especially uh, score a lot of tries uh, in the air. Uh, Jeremiah Nane. So uh, he's he's a danger. Yep. Yeah. No. Good players, and they all have. Um representative experience so it's, it's not as though they're, they're, they're trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel they just seem to always have the players um you know come in and, and ready to go um the only other thing i probably want to talk about for um for origin just very briefly on the nrlw probably the the big news that we were hearing this week um was that kelly um will be named for the it was named, yeah, yeah. So this is probably you know it was it was quite a, a serious injury, but um, look, New South Wales, you know, without getting too in depth, we've got our preview next week. Um, you know, Kelly Isabel Kelly has been named, and there's a few changes there for the Blues side. Um, she was taken to hospital after Origin one, but from what I understand, Griffo, she was cleared of a larynx fracture uh so they're looking at you know being cleared of all um you know very serious damage um obviously not ideal no, that's but, good, good news yeah but good she'd news. be she'd definitely be a key player that you'd want to have in that side there if the um if the well, she's a leader and a uh, quality center yeah yeah because yeah. they need to win uh by nine well, points is it they're yeah. down by eight at the Doable. moment yeah yeah, uh, I'd love to see him ahead by eight and then kick a field goal just to crush him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just I'd be good, but I'd rather see him thirty in front, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> true, true. So uh, just thought we'd uh, while we're talking about the Origin news, um, you know, there's 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 a bit of Origin news there also too for the uh, New South Wales uh, Sky Blues team as well. So um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have. Um, bit more in-depth talk about that as well next week, but we just thought we'd tell our listeners because last we talked about that team, um, we were talking about the injury and we were a bit unsure, so definitely a good news update there for the NRL, um, I suppose it's the women's state of origin, I was going to say NRLW, but yeah, New South Wales women's side. So plenty of footy to look forward to, I suppose, after this coming round um, with origin coming up. We do have a shortened round this week, with buys, there'll be some teams that are really looking forward to their buy. Um, the Broncos, they're flying considering this is their first buy. Another team that we talked about, the Rabbitohs, they're really hanging out for this buy. They've got injuries, origin players, and um, yeah, they, they seem to be losing the games that we expected them to win through this period. Uh, the other teams that had to buy this week, Dolphins, St. George, Canberra Raiders, Gold Coast Titans and the New Zealand Warriors. Um, just there to mention St. George, just before we get into this week's yeah. preview. Um, 
it's worth noting that um, well, St George, they've, they've got a new coach. We're hearing that Shane Flanagan will be coaching the team next year. Um, thoughts on that one? He has won a premiership with the Sharks. Um, and many saying that this really isn't the job that you want to take on if you're a rookie. Uh, Shane Flanagan definitely has uh, coached a lot of football in the past. And um, it's, a, it's a big challenge. Um coming up next year when he takes over the reins at St. George Illawarra? Yeah, I think it's the right choice. Um, he is an experienced coach. Um, he's won a premiership. Uh, he, uh, he's he been part of the club both uh, as a junior and a player. Um, not that that, I don't think, is a prerequisite, but he has a history... Um, with the club, and he has been an assistant coach there, and involved in uh, in the pathways there um, in recent years. So, I think he's the logical guy, um, a rookie coach going into that uh, environment. Yeah. I think would have struggled. I mean, he may struggle. I mean, the the team hasn't performed for some years to a level that the club expects and certainly the they're very loyal but incredibly vocal supporters um expect uh there's some signs that uh things may be on the up um certainly on the field in the last few weeks their performances have been pretty solid um you know, they beat South Sydney, albeit almost a reserve-grade South Sydney side with no Cam Murray, no Luttrell, no Cody, no Tom Burgess, and then a few others as well. But mm. they got the job done. Um, incredible game, incredible finish. Um, it looked like uh, a big, big win to the Dragons. And then we saw South score about three converted tries in the space of three minutes. Um uh, to get it down to the last minute and uh, uh, still there were a chance of, of, of getting... Actually, might not have been converted all of those tries, but um, it was a big comeback uh, uh, in front of a sold-out Cogra. So certainly they've got the support there um, and I think uh, I think better times ahead for the Dragons. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I mean, this year, this year's not over. Um, their their current uh, interim coach Ryan Carr seems to do doing a good job. I think they've won two from three or two from four, possibly, since he took over. And uh, and uh, the loss was a narrow loss to the Panthers. Mm. So, uh, yeah, things uh, are on the up for that club. It would seem. Yeah, and so it's and also too, I suppose for for Shane Flanagan um, into that role, we know that there's been a lot of I don't know what the word is for it um, controversy, I suppose, surrounding his his coaching career. We mentioned he's um, you know he's won a premiership, um, yeah, he's he had, he's been deregistered, so you know it's, it's a long time. We're talking about probably five years since he's been a head NRL coach. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether that has any impact as well. But uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there too about the 
the rookie coach. I, I don't think that that would have been the right fit for the for the Dragons. I think it all worked out well for all parties in a sense with um, you know Riles taking up what sounds to be a good offer at the um, at the Storm. I, I think the Dragons really needed an experienced coach um, and the type of coach that has some success and the, the type of coach I think that the players will um, will gravitate to, I think also given yeah. the, the personality they've had in the past. And yeah, so it's the first time they've had a, you know, a coach that's won a premiership there since uh, since Wayne Bennett. So hopefully he'll be trying to emulate the, the success of the super coach there. So uh, good luck to the Dragons and yeah, big news coming out of... Um, I suppose Wollongong slash Cogra, wherever you want to call their base now. Um, and I think a lot of the talk going forward in um, St. George of the circles is going to be around assistance and so on and so forth. So there's even been some um, some ex-players that have been associated with St. George and uh, they're looking into coaching uh, that uh, have been thrown around there. The likes of, you know, Young and even, you know, Hornby's. Uh, doing some assistant coaching now as well over at the Rabbitohs. So it'll be very interesting to see um, what staff he built around himself to there for next season. So that's a bit of a watch this space, I think, and uh, plenty going on for St. George. But we've also got plenty going on this week in the world of rugby league. Despite all those teams having buys, we still have um, well, we've got five games this weekend. And, yeah, it's um, decent, decent round. It's, uh... Yeah. So this and it'd be very interesting. It's a tough one to pick this week because we do have the um, the Origin players out. So we might as well get straight into it and um, get kicked off for our two minute tip. All right, there's the whistle. There's the kickoff for the start of the round and the two minute tip. Uh, the first game of the round, uh, the Cowboys are going to be hosting the Panthers. Friday, 8 p.m. So with the buys, there's no 6 p.m. game this week. Um, slightly different looking Panthers side. Um, obviously, they're without their um, origin players. So, um, so who we got on the list here? You'll tell me if I forget anyone. Luai, Crichton's in the origin squad, so I don't think he'll be... Yeah, he's in the squad. He's unable to play this week. That's the... The conundrum that I think Ricky Stewart was talking about the other week. Uh, so Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Brian Toto, all going to be out. Uh, we saw Cogger in the halves last week uh, take over from Cleary. Uh, Jamin Salmon will move from the bench and partner him in the halves. Jamin Salmon um, over the years played a lot of halves. He sort of started as a half and then moved into a bit of a different role there at the Panthers. Um, Peachy starting in the centres. Jenkins on the wing. Matt Eisenhuth at lock. Gardner is on the bench. Uh, this will be the first time in a long time the Gardner's been back in the side. Um, Hosking in the side. Leota has been named. Um, I think his was a Category 2, so he might be good to go. And also, too, with all that hullabaloo, Spencer Lenu, uh, early guilty plea on his, uh, his charge. So he had a fine, so he'll be good to go and play. Um... Tamalolo back for the Cowboys. Uh, they're missing Cotter, Robson, Holmes, Talangi, and Nanai due to origin. So a lot of big-name players out for them. Um, Granville starting hooker. I was looking at that. I feel like it's, you know, he's, he's putting on an, you know, it's like he's, 
He's got his old pair of shoes back on there, uh, back at Hooker. He's played in just about every position, but Hooker's probably the one he's most famous for. The, the, the bottom line, I think, with this one, Griffo, is that whilst a lot of people might look at this straight away and go, oh, the Panthers have a lot of players out, and we often think about the Panthers, the Cowboys are hit quite hard with Origin 2 here. Um, this will be a very difficult one to, to tip because there's a lot of unknowns in both sides and a lot of players coming in to cover for Origin stars. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I've had this up on my screen. This uh, team, these teams, for a little while now, having a look at it. I, I didn't see it earlier in the day. Um, the Cowboys forward pack of McLean, Granville, Hess, Lay, Lua, mm. Uki, and Tal Malolo. That's a high quality uh, pack. There, you can bring in the likes of McIntyre, Name. Tanua Brown and uh, the other guy there who's played a bit of first grade, Finifuiaki. Um So it's a very strong forward pack. They've got their two playmakers in Dearden and Townsend. That hasn't changed. Um, Dearden was 18th man for game one uh, and there were discussions between Todd Payton and, and Billy Slater um, and, and he wasn't named 18. Um, this time they got someone who's not playing or his club's not playing this week. Um, so the fact that they've got access to Dearden is is crucial. They've also got their, their most uh, dangerous uh, player in Scott Drinkwater. He's there. Um, so that while they've got a number of high-quality players missing, obviously... The team they're putting on the park on paper does look stronger uh, than Penrith. And they look at the back line. Yeah, Dylan Edwards is there, and he's uh, high quality. Uh, Taruva's been there all year, very safe. Tango's back. He came back last week, and I thought played, played quite well. Then you've got Peachy, Jenkins. Now, that... Uh, concerns me from a defensive uh, point of view a little bit. Um, the forward, well, Salmon and Cogger are not your your front line halves. Although uh, Cogger was good last week, Salmon started out as a as a five eight, but hasn't really played there for a number of years. I think they did leave him in reserve grade, maybe to play a bit of six with Cogger a couple of weeks ago. Um, so hopefully they've got a bit of combination there. The forwards pack still quite strong, um, but they're missing uh, Isaiah Yo. Eisenhuth has filled in at 13 previously uh, for Isaiah Yo. Did a good job last year in that role. Um, and then obviously Noel Martin. Uh, it's a bonus for Penrith that Spencer didn't get picked because uh, they've got him there coming off the bench. And it's a quite a good bench. Lindy Smith's been really good this year. Uh, Sony Luke comes on, and, and he's got skill. And then Garner, um, as you said, we haven't seen a lot of him this year. He played the first few games, had an injury, and uh, due to the success of the team and the guys that have been there, he hasn't been able to force his way back in. Uh, he's been back for a you know, good few weeks now playing a bit of reserve grade and an 18th man a few times. Um, so he gets his opportunity. Uh, 
I've got to say, on paper, the Cowboys look stronger. Um, uh, I'm going nowhere in any of my tipping comps, so uh, I'm going to tip Penrith more out of the heart than the head, Graham. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, you know, I was looking at it before and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'll still go with Penrith because of the players that are out for, for the Cowboys, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, you pointed out that forward pack and I, I looked across and whilst it's not, you know, ideal in the first players you'd pick, I could almost say a similar thing for the Panthers with their forward pack with Leota, Kenny, Fisher, Harris, Sorensen, Hosky and Eisenhurst. They're all players that have played quite a bit of footy and, um, you know, have the, have the potential to do a good job there. It's... Um, it's a, it's a bit of the unknown with what's going to happen, though, with how they're going to, to, to cope as they, they do in that forward battle. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's still some some really key players there like Drinkwater, Deard, and Townsend. Yeah. Oh, do you know, I, I think I might go the Cowboys in this one. I've, uh, it's a really tough one to pick, but I think that, uh, yeah, as you said, having just those three players, Drinkwater, Deard, and Townsend, still there, I think... Um, that uh, Salmon and Cogger are going to have to work really hard to together to, to form that combination to to put on the points for the Panthers. Um, and if that look if they get that combination right and they play to their potential, then then the Panthers are a really good shot at this one. Um, I, I'm going to go on a. I, I suppose it's not much of a limb, but I'm going to go on a limb here because I'd imagine the Panthers would be the favourites in this one. I think I'm going to go the Cowboys. Sure. I'm the odds. Sure, it would be the fella. As I said, I'm really because I'm, I'm, you know, dreadful in in my tipping comps. <laughs> One big concern I've got about the Panthers uh, is I don't know who the goal kicker will be. Um, hmm. They've been, you know, they've had Steve Crichton as a backup kicker. He's he's a high quality goal kicker. Uh, you know, he's he's 18th man, and that sort of. You know, they go 18th man. Yeah, what a loss for someone who's not going to play. Because um, he would have made a massive difference in this side. I think they're going to struggle to score points. Uh, I'm almost talking myself into the Cowboys, uh, but I'm going to stick with Penrith purely out of the heart, not the head. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll go Cowboys. Interesting, though, just looking at the the sports bet preview here. Panthers at this stage, $1.55 to the Cowboys, two forty five. So, yeah. not that Those I'm... Guys know nothing. Not that I'm a betting person, but I'd say the Cowboys are good value. I'm, I'm going to tip the Cowboys, I think, this week. Yeah, you got to love the confidence in the tips when you finish with, I think. Um, <laughs> moving on to Saturday's games. Uh, 3.30... Sorry, 3 o'clock, I should say. 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, between the Knights and the Roosters. Uh, this will be at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Uh, team news, uh, Fitzgibbon's back from an injury, which would be, well, it's, it's actually good timing for the Knights with Frizzell out on origin duty. Um, Tuala coming in for Marshu. Um this is an interesting one. Did you hear about this? Apparently, he was uh, not considered for selection because he failed to meet team standards after he missed the team bus 
the day oh. after the loss to the Broncos. I didn't so, hear that, but I, I just saw the, the naming of uh, Tuala on the wing, and I thought, what's up, Namaju? I thought he was going all right yeah. for him. So the day after the team lost to Brisbane, so they travelled up to Brisbane, they would have got on the bus the day after. He missed it. Um, we can all speculate as to why he might have slept in. But anyway, um, yeah. the Roosters, they've got um, obviously a, a bit of a switcheroo happening with their back line with no Tedesco. Joey, Joey Manu, who is no stranger to the fullback role, he'll be playing in the number one jersey. Uh, Luke Keary, 5'8", and uh, Sandon Smith playing halfback. Collins, another player who is out um, through origin selection, which means Butcher to prop, Tupanua to second row. White's a new lock. Uh, Billy Smith, he was a late withdrawal last week uh, against Penrith, so he's back on deck. Hutchinson to the bench. Um, May on the bench. Um, Matt Lodge... Um, not in the side, from what I can see. I can't see him on the list there, so no Matt Lodge this week. For the Roosters, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking through the he side. He dropped a few here. balls last week. Yeah. the, the quite busy, though, but he did a couple of mistakes there. Might have, which is an interesting call, given... There's a, a few players missing with Origin and so on and so yeah. forth, but it shows that I think the Roosters, Griffo, they 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 need something. They need some changes, and um, they're coming up against a Newcastle Knights team, who last week they um they played against uh, Brisbane, as we said, and yeah, they, they they really pushed them. So it's it's a yeah, the Roosters are. We're waiting for them to turn their season around. I feel like every week I'm saying if it's going to happen, it's got to happen this week. Um, and, and I get the feeling that the Knights, they just tend to lift a bit when they play some of these top sides. Well, I'm going to tip Newcastle. Um, they aren't overly affected by origin. Uh, just uh, Tyson Frizzell. Um They obviously took it to the Broncos last week and, and nearly got there. Kalen Ponger did some great things. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Knights. Uh, this Rooster side, on paper, doesn't quite strike you as, as being in, uh, anywhere near um, the best that they can field. Uh, they were poor against Penrith. They. Uh, they have the ability to win. I think Manu at fullback, excuse me, um, I think uh, he's a better fullback than what he is at 580. He's been out of form. Opportunity here to, you know, he can be a match winner. Um, but I'm going to stick with the home side. Uh, if Newcastle have any aspirations to make the eight, this is a game they have to win. And, uh, and I'm going to tip them to win here, Graham. Yeah, I think I think you've got to go with the Knights, given that the Roosters have just been so disappointing. Um, and I think the Knights, as you said, they're one of those teams that they'll start to talk about, you know, a win this week, giving them a bit of a sniff and um, and putting them in that contention for the top eight. I think this is a big game for both teams. They've got a lot riding on this because also when we look at their position on the ladder, we've got to understand they've both had two buys. They've got the Cowboys 
and Bulldogs just behind them. The Dolphins are on, you know, similar amount of points and they've only had the one by. So these these wins through these periods are, are very important and I think the Roosters they're just missing a couple of players there that um that you know through origin that I, I think you'd probably want to have um have there but even still when they've been there they haven't been informed I think I've got to go to the Knights in this one and I think that um yeah I think the Knights will be up for a big one I feel like they always live for the for the big team so I think it's one of those ones that live for <laughs> The second game on Saturday, we have the Parramatta Eels taking on the Manly Seagulls. All of a sudden, when we look at the ladder, we've got 8th versus ninth, and this is a bit of a battle for that uh, for a top 8 spot. The Eels have been chipping away, but uh, this week we need to remember there will be some uh, personnel changes for both teams. Um, so, Arcee will play number 7, obviously, with Mitch Moses in the Origin camp. Ryan Madison... Uh, is named at 5-8 this week because obviously um, I don't even think we would have talked about last week. I don't think it was official last week, the um, the Dylan Brown stand down. So um, total no, you know, new look halves combination there. And I'm, I'm not sure I can even remember Ryan Madison playing in the halves before uh, the, from what I've seen. Um, Junior Bolo also on uh, New South Wales origin duty. Ogden will start. Offer Hengawi on the bench. Hodgson, um, he was a late withdrawal yesterday. And by the looks of it, he's still out. So um, keep that one in mind. Uh, you got to love this. Uh, as we said, rugby league, it's a drama. Jake Arthur will be playing halfback for the Seagulls this week. KO Weeks takes over at fullback. Obviously, they go without Cherry Evans and Tom Trebojevic. Um, Fainu has been named to start in the back row. Bullimore on the bench. Um, they did a bit of a switcheroo against the Dolphins, so you never know. That might change. Both teams affected by origin. This one is at Parramatta. Um, yeah, be interested to see to hear your thoughts, Griffo. Um, Ryan Madison, 5'8". Yeah, I think he might have played uh, the odd game there. He's a skillful player. I, I think he'll do a good job there. Um I'm going to tip Manly. Uh, again, I'm, it's it's one of those games where anything can happen because you've got you know both players, both teams, sorry, missing key players. Uh, they're both missing their number seven, DCE for Manly, and uh, Mitch Moses for the Eels. Uh, Turbo's not there. Manly's record when he doesn't play isn't great, but um, Kyle Weeks is a good attack player um, Manly had a big win last week uh, that you'd think would have boosted their their confidence levels uh, it can go either way and it's a para home game um, but yeah Jake Arthur coming up against the team that he had to escape from because of the vitriol of its supporters. Um, if ever a guy was going to be inspired to get a victory, uh, this is it. Um, not you know, his, his father's the coach of the opposition. He's obviously mates with the players, um, and they they got behind him when you know when 
he was copying it from from a lot of their supporters. Uh, I, I hope Manly win for the sake of just their number seven, um, if nothing else. But uh, Paro, Paro, you know, they've been in good form, but uh, a lot of that's been around Mitch Moses and previously um, Dylan Brown. Now, Brown wasn't there last time, uh, on or yesterday it was, um, but uh, Guthill had a big game as well. Uh, if if Para are to win, uh, Clinton Gutherson has to uh, play a big game. But I'm going Manly. Yeah, far out. How do you tip this one? Um, goodness me, it's just it's just so much of the unknowns here. Obviously, um, you now Parramatta have been, as you said, building a bit of form. But I too, I agree. I feel a lot of that has come on the back of Mitch Moses, and you know you 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 look at it from another point of view. If they were going into this game and you heard the day before, oh, Mitch Moses is out, you go, oh, geez, Parramatta's buggered. Like you, you know what I mean? It's I know it's the same thing, but it's it's kind of a bit different here. I I know the Seagulls are also missing some big players, but I I tend to think that Parramatta haven't shown me enough week in, week out to suggest that even when their big stars are there, there's some consistency in the team. So I've really struggled to, to tip them in, in times like this. Um Manly, they did have a lot of points in them last week, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Manly too in this one. But geez, it's, it's not not an easy round to pick. But yeah, I'll, I'll go Manly. I agree with you there. There's some carpool rugby league favourites. Sorry, mate. Yes, carpool rugby league favourites. Yeah, yeah so, we've got uh, our good friend Gordon Chan Kong Tong. Yeah, and uh, we've got Mike Tyson there in the nineteen. Uh, yeah, Raymond. Raymond, <laughs> Tuimalo Viga, um, aka Mike Tyson, um, and of course uh, on the bench the 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 protective one, Ben Condon. Condon, the Oshay, giant Condon. Oshay, Oshay Ole is there. Oshay's there. Yeah, it's there's yeah. some great favourites. I think at the end yeah. of the year we've got put special yeah, episodes. Yeah, look, mainly, mainly's just about got favorites. it. You know, they have. I, you know, and number fourteen, I fought the law in the Lawton. So you know, yeah, it's, it's all there. That's right, Carl. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Some so, oh look, I, well, I should have just tipped him based on that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be great to see uh, Gordon run out for his debut at some stage soon. Yeah, look, you but know, we're saying that. I want it in all seriousness. Uh, Lachlan Croker, I think he's. Uh, for a guy that was never considered a number nine, and, and for a few years we've talked about, oh, they don't have a hooker. He's really uh, solidified that position, and uh, he was uh, fantastic for him last week, as as he has been most of the year. Yeah, definitely, and that was that was one of those things that we we talked about as a as a big question mark over Manly, and then yeah, even you know going into a leadership role there at Manly, so um, yeah, he's done done really well there, so. Yeah, that's um. Gee, they do have some carpool favourites to Manly. Gee, it's uh, got a lot of them. Um, yeah, didn't 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 realise how much. Uh, gosh, it feels a bit. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of a shiver went up my spine then when I said so many positive things about Manly. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm sure Eagle Dan's loving the uh, loving the, uh, the 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 banter with the uh, the Manly side at the moment. Um, 
Next game. This will be a very interesting one, won't it? The West Tigers taking on the Melbourne Storm. Uh, this one's going to be at Campbelltown, 7.35, Saturday evening. Team news. Um, look, the Tigers, they've been hit pretty hard. They've got Luke Brooks. Um, he's got a hamstring injury. And we've also actually heard throughout the week, Griffo, that... Um, He's, he's told the Tigers that he won't be signing on with the club again. He might, that he'll be looking elsewhere. So there's a halfback on the market there in Luke Brooks. But he won't be playing this week due to injury. Wakem will play number seven. Stafford Toa playing at 5-8. Um, that, to me, when I just saw that a moment ago, I thought, wow. Yeah. Um, I've always just known him as an outside back. So it'll be interesting to see the skill that he can bring to the number six jersey. Uh, Naden will go into the centres. Poe in the centres. Talauda interchange. The big one, obviously, Yappy Coruscant with his uh, jaw injuries out. Simkin at hooker. De Silva will play his first game um, coming off the bench. I think he's a he's a hooker. I think he's only 18 years old. So, um, right. youngster, obviously, with some Yeah, um, I don't know much about talent. this guy. No, eighteen. I haven't heard that he's a talent, but I, I don't know what position he plays. Um, from, he's certainly a talent. We can see that from his name. Um, yeah. Whether he's a talent as well, I guess we'll we'll see when he gets on the field. But uh, talent de Silva. Talent de Silva. Yep, eighteen-year-old hooker. Um, he was in the Harold Matz team last year that uh, that won the, the premiership. That Oh, there you the, go. The um, okay. they would be the West Magpies. So um, yeah, and as we mentioned before, Stefano's Stefano's playing for the Blues. Um, Bolle will then go on the starting side. So there's all sorts of implications of loan effects. Um, the Storm, a lot of its origin implications. Munster, Grant, Coates, um, they're out in origin. Welsh suspended. So the yep. team that did play really well against the Sharks on the weekend. Um, it's only going to be, I suppose, a, a shell of that side, really, with a lot of players out. Um, I'm just looking... Um, Justin Olam, 18th man this week. Ramus Smith has been named, but we know he had a bit of a hamstring concern. Um Lisa Katoa out. Sims will be in the starting side. Jennings comes onto the wing. I think this is his first game this year. Pezzett will play 5 8. Uh, Garlic will um, take over at hooker. So, yeah, very, very famous name associated with yeah. the hooking role. Um, Big yeah. Nelson starting at prop. Um, so, look, there's, they've, they've got some, some changes of their, their own, as we can see there. But with the Tigers, um, you know, obviously the Tigers, they've had this mini resurgence, I suppose. They've had some some good weeks there. But um, gee, they've got some key players out this week too. And, um, you know, I, I know whilst... Look, if you're going to play the Storm, this is a pl- the week to play them. But, but gee, they're, they're, they're not quite at their, um, their fittest, the Tigers, either, are they? No. Uh, it's a tough one to pick. Um I was looking at the Tigers lineup, and then I saw Stafford Tower at six. I was ready to tip him, and then I thought, "Gee, <laughs> um, wow!" Wakem's—he's uh, rocks or diamonds a little bit, Brandon Wakem. 
Um, it's it's a good forward puck. Uh, Fenua Bolvik playing the uh, prop is the first time. Normally he plays at lock. Kwama, obviously we know he's a talent. Um, Papali, Papali'i, Bloor, Bateman. There's good players there. Um, whether they can get over the top of the storm uh, forwards, I think that determines who wins the game. Um, oh, I'm going to go out and limit. I'm going to tip the Tigers here. Um, the storm. We know they were outstanding last week, but you, you take Monster and you take Harry Grant out of the side, and they've come back to the field a lot. Big raps on Pezzett. He's had a couple of games earlier in the year. Yeah. Jerome Hughes is one of the best players in the NRL. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, it's a Tigers home game, which could be anywhere. It's at Campbelltown. It's at Campbelltown, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, Magpies uh, home game. They got Will Smith at uh, 18. Uh, I would have thought maybe he could have done the job at 5'8". Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's interesting, isn't it? Whether they make a change, I just Stafford Tora. I don't know about that one. Um, the only thing that sort of is keeping me from from locking in the Tigers, but I'm as I said, I got nothing to lose. I'm, I'm nowhere in my tipping comps, so I'll stick with the Tigers. And for those who actually take note of what we do here on Carpool Rugby League, <laughs> lock in the storm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah, we know Stafford Tower. I mean, was more as a as an outside back. I, I think I think my my summation here is going to be that in some some of the key areas, there's still some really strong players for the Storm, and the player who I think is just going to take this game and control is Jerome Hughes, um, and I also. Like Pezzett, I actually think when he came in, they were going really well earlier on in this in the season when um, he had to fill in earlier on. So I, I think that they've got a really strong halves combination and I'm just, yeah, not sold on on the Tigers without seeing them. Um, there's a lot of young talent in that team, but I just think that there's a little bit more in the back line of the Storm, you know, players that are there week in, week out, like your, your Nick Meany and, and, and so on. And yeah, Meany's Hughes. been good this year. So I think I think through that, that part of the spine there, I think the Storm just might have enough to control this game. So I'm going to tip Melbourne in this one. All right, so the final game of the round this week will be the Sharks taking on the Bulldogs. This one's going to happen at Cronulla. Um... The interesting thing here, I, I, I think a lot of Sharks fans were waiting to see the backlash from last week. Um, they got pumped by the storm, but there hasn't been a string of changes here. I think the only change I can see is one that was actually forced, which is Hunt being out. Um, Hazelton coming in, Kafusi uh, going to the starting side. So a very similar side that's been uh, playing for the Sharks and... Yeah, it's one of those ones where you look at it on paper. They they are a very strong team, the Sharks. They'll be coming up against the Bulldogs. Um, there was a bit of talk over the past couple of weeks that Fatala Mariner and Thompson 
um, might be looking to return very soon, but um, I still can't see them in the um, squad. Um, Braden Burns coming in for Addo Carr, who's on origin duty. So um, yeah, not a huge amount of changes to their side either. Sharks have been a bit of a funny one this year. Um, as we say, often Griffo, their, their team is quite good on paper, but they tend to disappoint us. Um, I'd imagine, though, if you're, if you're Nico Hines, you're, you're out to prove a point. I know many people will say you should have tried to prove that point a little bit stronger on the weekend, but um, look, still still a lot of quality uh, in, in this Sharks lineup. Um, and, you know, I suppose you could argue on the other side too, some of the players like Matt Burton and Davida Pengai Jr. Um, also looking to try and prove points, albeit with a disappointing last week. A disappointing display last week from um, from Pengai Jr. especially. Uh, Graham, this is a team who are at home and uh, currently sit fifth on the ladder, even though their win-loss ratio isn't fantastic. They've only won one more game than they've lost, but they are at full strength. Yeah. Um, they are at full strength. And as we discussed on the podcast last week, um, they haven't beaten any top eight sides, but they've beaten everyone else to, to actually be up there in the top eight themselves. It's a must win for the Sharks. Um, and I think they win. And I actually... I'm going to lock him straight in as my joker for the week. Mm, um, yeah, I... A full-strength Sharks against an understrength Bulldogs. Um, I see one winner here, uh, and I'm quite confident uh, that uh, not only do they win, but, but these players who who were basically humiliated uh, last week um, that they turn it around. I don't think this team is a serious premiership threat. Uh, the Sharks, are, but they, they win the games they're supposed to win, um, and and this is a game they're supposed to win. Graham. The other, yeah, the other interesting thing just to note here, you you mentioned they're effectively at full strength. Um, even the players who are injured at the moment, I noticed. You know, when you look at their reserves list, Toby Rudolph's there. I've only just yep. noticed that he's available. Uh, yeah. I he could very well play this game. Um, I don't know what they're thinking there, whether he's good to go or um, whether he needs another week or so because he had a foot injury. Um, and I, I think from the the information we were looking at a couple of weeks ago, they were they weren't expecting him back till about round eighteen. So if he does return, that'll be early. I don't know if Sharks fans will think this is the game that they need to um, to risk him. But, yeah, you know, you still got the likes of, uh, you know, Connor Tracy, Braden Trindle, um, some some players there on the um, on the bench. I'm with you. I think they're just... No games aren't won on paper. When I look at these teams, I think this team has, um, has, has some points in them this week. And I'm with you. I actually think they'll be the team that wins by the biggest margin. Um this round, so I'm definitely going the Sharks. I'm very confident with uh, with that one. But then again, I've said that before. Cool. 
All right, well, that's um, that's the week previewed. So we've got um, Origin teams are in. One week left to go of NRL before we have um, the Origin next week. So um, I suppose there's a lot to, to keep an eye on here. Um, definitely worth keeping your ear to the ground for the news this week. We know that there's a few New South Wales players that might need to overcome some injuries. There's, there's talk that Latrell Mitchell may not train until... You know, very late this week, early next yeah. week. So, um, you know, watch this space. There's still plenty of drama to to unfold, but uh, that's rugby league. It is rugby league, and uh, uh, one of the reasons we sort of love it uh, because you just don't know uh, exactly what's going to happen most of the time. If we knew what was going to happen, uh, there wouldn't be the intrigue, there wouldn't be the interest. Um, and and to, be, to be fair, with this week's round, I don't know what's going to happen in most of the games. Um, but I, I do feel there's one game there where there's a probably clear-cut winner. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, like you mentioned, interestingly, uh, first time the Broncos and the first time the Rabbitohs get a bye. And here we yes. are in round 16 and 27 rounds. It's a massive bonus, I think, for those two clubs back-ended buys um yeah not just on the ladder but just in terms of preparation uh and giving players a rest before the uh, semi-finals come around the playoffs um uh, i think it's a a huge bonus for those clubs and the rabbitos obviously uh, it comes at a good time for them because as we saw last week uh they dropped two points against uh, one of the sort of cellar dwellers uh, in, if not last place, they were on the Dragons. Uh, but they did it because they were far from their best side. Um, you put Cody, any one of probably Cody or Luttrell, Cam Murray into that team, and I think they would have won the game last week. Um, but it's it's two points dropped. Uh Nonetheless, but I'm sure they'll make that up. They can beat anyone. Yep. No, definitely. Um, so, you know, as, as you said, those buys are back-ended. So, you know, they might be a little bit more fresh going into the finals. They'll be hoping for, for that. But, you know, also, you know, keep an eye on the games this week. I know sometimes when it's the, the week before Origin, people tend not to, to be as focused on it. But, you know, you look at that manly Parramatta game, they're effectively playing for a spot in the eight. Sharks are looking to stay in touch. Uh, the Storm and Panthers have tricky games, and they know with Brisbane and the Rabbitohs also having buys that uh, dropping points there um, could have major implications. So plan to keep an eye on this week. Um, we're looking forward to it, and um, we also look forward to uh, having you back on board next week, hopefully getting Shane back on board next week. But uh, thanks for your time, and uh, we wish you all the best and all the luck for your teams this weekend. Have a great week, listeners. Next week we talk Origin. Big one.